Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We have our high school roundtable today. Reason being is that tomorrow the Phillies are in this spot. And so we'll do the high school roundtable today. And uh, we'll also have on Paul Peck today, the play-by-play voice of Buffalo. No show tomorrow, but whoa, Friday is just an absolute extravaganza blowout. At the moment, Sean's looking around saying, we do? Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah. The uh, in fact, we're both looking forward to the surprise and the mystery of it on (laughs) 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 on Friday. We'll get to Friday when Friday comes up. That's right. Uh, Two pieces of Penn State basketball news. Neither one is a surprise. But Daniel Kasatkin is not returning to uh, Penn State basketball. He has a pro opportunity in Russia. He was not here all summer. He was playing on the Russian under-20 team. This summer, he's going to stay there. And then I think everyone knows Curtis Jones officially has transferred from Oklahoma State to Penn State to play basketball. He's eligible right away. Okay? So, neither one a surprise. We have already gone through overreaction Tuesday. Remember, it is the first time you see anything. So, on overreaction Tuesday, you get, oh, nobody can stop Alabama. Oh, look at Clemson. Oh, better than ever. The SEC, oh, not so good. Look at they're losing left arm. Oh, Pac-12, not good. Jalen Hurts, Heisman Trophy. He's already won. He's already won it. Can you imagine? He's already won the trophy. Thanks to overreaction Tuesday. I'm not a, as you know, I'm not a big believer in overreactions. Tomorrow, by the way, is a milestone day. Do you want to know what tomorrow is? Uh, let's see. September 5th. Uh, I know it's my aunt's birthday. I know that. And that really wasn't the direction I was going in. Right. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not the... Uh... What was the anniversary that ESPN signed on the air in 79? It was early September, but I don't think it was September 5th. It was. Oh, it was? Oh, is that it? Yep. yep. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. I thought it was like the 9th. Nope. Okay. I think it's the day Bob Lee started was the 9th. But, yeah, 
Who was first it that, 20, uh, who, who first, was, yeah. Was Bill Rasmussen? You know where Bill Rasmussen was living at the time? Let me guess, not far he, from here. <laughs> no, he was living in Enfield. He was living in my hometown. Wow. That's where he lived. I'm trying to think who was at the desk. Was it Lee Leonard? I think Lee Leonard, was he the first that uttered the uh, the first words when... Lee Leonard, first, yeah. First signed on the air? Yep. They had Lee Leonard, George Graham, Lou Palmer... Then quickly brought in Bob Lee, Tom Mees. Chris Berman was early. Tom Pippins was very good. And a lot of people were really good. Really good people. First 25 years, I loved everything they did. First 25 years, I'm like, wow. These guys do sports. In the last 15 years, they forgot. last 15 years, they forgot how to do it. I can't watch, I told you before, I can't watch any of this stuff. Pre-game shows? I mean, I, I was a holdout. I'd watch game day. I can't watch game day anymore. Can't do it. Can't watch it because it just... First of all, it's an hour too long. And in being an hour too long, they go off in too many tangents. Yeah, if I find breaking news on my Twitter account, I'll if I time it right, I'll flip Sports Center on, like with the the crazy ending with the uh Washington Mets game last night. I was following that on Twitter. Oh, I got it so that I caught a little bit of Sports Center last night going to bed. And then right before seven this morning. You know, when the Zeke Elliott story broke, and we had a feeling that was going to happen either today or tomorrow before the first game. So I wanted to catch Sports Center right at 7 o'clock for, for that as, a, as that uh, story was breaking this morning. But it's, no. occur- but it's occurrences like that yeah. is when I'll, I'll flip Sports Center on just to try to get more information that you just don't get in, you know, 280 characters or less. Yeah. You know, but they, but they don't. They do a lousy job telling you what breaking news is. They've completely lost perspective on what's breaking news. For example, uh, the Zeke Elliott thing is breaking news. He signed. Okay, that's breaking news. Uh, Federer losing to Dimitrov last night. That's breaking news. I'm with you. And, but, for example, Orlando Magic fires basketball coach. Breaking news. What? It's not breaking news. Not this time of year. No. No, but it's not. I'm saying, though, it it didn't happen. But it's not. It's not breaking news. Well, that and the fact. When was the last time they were even in the playoffs? But does it matter? There are people in Orlando that don't know he's the coach. (laughs) What's his name one more time? I didn't know either. No, I'm saying people don't know who the coach is. It's like it's saying Ottawa Senators fire coach, breaking news. I mean, in Ottawa, it's a big deal. I mean, anywhere else. I mean, even in Hamilton, Ontario, like, okay, great. So what? Breaking news has to be a jolt to it. Like, whoa, really? Right? It can't be, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's not breaking news. And I'm probably in the... In the minority, like this morning, I found out about the Zeke signing, re, you know, the re-upping on Twitter, and then turned the TV on. 
I got to be in the minority. I would think probably more people will just, you know, they'll search a little further and deeper into their phone or, you know, find their, then immediately may go to the sports app they love the most and get the info from there and not even turn on the TV. I mean, I try, I realize they're trying to drive people to, to watch, but you got to be more responsible with what's breaking news. You know, we, uh, I'll give you a breaking news. When they found out Kawhi Leonard was signing with the Clippers, that's breaking news. Okay. Camelo Anthony signs with somebody. Not breaking news. He's a non-factor. He's a big name, but him signing with somebody is not breaking news. Yeah, but if you're an NBA fan, <laughs> you don't want him on your team. Chances are you're not going to win a championship with him on your team. I know he's a he's got great skills, but... Is what it is, but it's not breaking news. Who he signs with? He's not a factor. That's right. It's not breaking news. Kawhi Leonard hmm, go from the world champions to the Clippers. Breaking news. Paul George acquired. Breaking news. Okay, it's kind of like with Tiger the last couple of years. And, you know, it was only Tiger. Breaking news. He's not going to play in this tournament. I get got got kind of numb every time I'd hear they wouldn't be playing in a tournament. Of course, then leading up to the Masters, that was a huge deal. Oh. Okay, I'll give you one. I'm on the road. Who knows? Who knows where I was on the road at the time? I'm always someplace. And it was, it was February, early February. Houston's going to play Golden State. Breaking news: James Harden won't play tonight. <laughs> I'm going to say like Steph Curry or Boogie Cousins or. Now that's definitely no. not breaking news of Boogie Cousins in the starting. It's like, how many times this no. year, how, how many games did he, what didn't play because he was out? <laughs> now, James Harden's a terrific player. Yes. But it's a February regular season game. It's not breaking news. Yeah, that must have been an ESPN or ABC primetime game or something. It was. There you go. It was. Makes that's the only reason they did it. Breaking makes, news. That's not breaking news. He's make, plays but out. it makes sense why they did that. Just, you know, because that's, uh, you know, that's their deal. That's their investment. It's also very responsible. Just because it's important to them, you got to pick out what's important to the fan. Like, eh, whatever. The regular season. Now it's a playoff game. Now it's breaking news. I mean, see where you lose the perspective? You lose the perspective because if it's a playoff game, it is breaking news. It's a best out of seven series. He can't play tonight. Whoa. February, both teams making the playoffs. Can't play. Okay. And one thing I think we're going to see a little more often in regards to ESPN and breaking news with uh, UFC, with Ultimate Fighting, because now they have a deal with ESPN+. Plus. There's more, more of the fights are streaming on their pay service. And if they have, like, an event coming up, and if ESPN's all over it, oh, yeah, this guy who, you know, let's say it's a guy who was going to headline that event this coming Saturday night in Las Vegas, then he, you know, has to bail out at the last second. For them, them, that would qualify as breaking news. Well, I understand that. Sure. Let's get something straight here. I'm not paying an extra dime for ESPN+. Plus. I pay enough of my cable bill for ESPN. Amen. I'm right there with you. And what, you want me to pay more? No. I'm not going to pay more. You don't, there's nothing on there I want to watch. Well, 
Do I think the Peyton Manning series would be intriguing? Yeah. Would I watch it? Yeah. Will I pay to watch it? No. Isn't that good? They also experimented with putting a couple of their 30 for 30s on ESPN+. Plus. The Bob Knight thing was on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, that's right. I think that's when they unveiled that. Was it a year and a half ago when they debuted ESPN+. Plus? I think that was like the first... The right. first new batch of content they they premiered, yeah, they put it on Plus. I think it was that it was that show. That's well, specific said, thirty for thirty. Somebody said, "Does that interest you?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "You want to pay for it?" I go, "No, not that interested." <laughs> and that's what they're going to find out. There are a lot of people that aren't that interested. That's a big problem for a major media company. They don't have a very good finger on the pulse of what people like and want. Well, they're putting a lot of eggs in the ESPN Plus basket, and we're talking about the suits at Disney, because they eventually want to put out a pay service where you can see Disney shows, ABC shows, because they want to compete with Hulu and and, uh, Netflix. And the CBS, I think it's called CBS All Access, where you can watch... If you don't miss prime, if you don't get a chance to see the primetime shows at their normal eight to eleven window, then you have access to them anytime. That's why it's called DVR. Yeah. Seriously, there is no show. I've never recorded a show. If I miss it, I miss it. Oh well. So on your package at home, your your TV package, you don't have DVR service. We don't have a DVR. I don't want it. I don't care. Gotcha. And I'm not going to watch. If I already know the score of a game, I can't watch it. Well, you and I are both on Comcast Xfinity. You have X1, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because X1, you can choose DVR if you want it or not. I guess it's like an extra 10 bucks a month or something. Oh, good. I saved $120. There you go. (laughs) We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Well, well, you notice how they cut that highlight off. Oh, we don't know what year that's from. Yeah, well, do we know what year it's from? That's true. It could have been from last. Oh wait, no, it was 
opening night? Maybe no. I'm trying to think. I, I just you know. Yeah, that could have been two weeks for ago. Only knows sure. from, could have been five weeks ago. But during seven on He's seven on today, right? Is <laughs> mm. out there practicing. That's the, true. It um, could be from ten years ago. That's true. Never know. Oh, yeah. it could be. Yeah, our guy. Yeah, 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 he's, he is, he's sa- yeah, he's in the building. He has saved every call. He has saved every call. So it could be ten years ago. Sits in his office, just listens to him. What? That's <laughs> yeah, possible. Possible. You know, I've walked by when he's just been sitting there kind of admiring things. <laughs> like, okay. Well, all right. He'll be on the next uh, half hour for the first time this season. Week three, we finally make a, make a show. Because hmm. of soccer, right? Yeah, but I believe that, yeah, the chief has uh, Shikalemi, uh soccer duties today. Yes. Game manager. Oh, if it works out, he's got a game, and and the big dude's on the verge of making a sale. We'll just have a fan come on, right? I think that'd be great. Well, I got a plan B too. We can always keep, uh, you know, Greg a few extra minutes or Zach a few extra minutes, you know, because they're diehard Penn State fans, and you know they can tap into this fantastic resource that we have here, two hours a day, Monday through Friday, right? Absolutely, they're they're actually enjoyable to talk to. <laughs> oh. What I'm trying to praise the two guys. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. No, they, they bring it every week without fail. You didn't take it that way. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just curious since Greg's going to be in Mount Carmel on Friday night. You going to Martucci's for dinner? No, no. You're not? No. No? No. What? No? Can't do it. Really? No, can't do it. In the Not, not in the diet? No. I have Justin with me. He won't eat that food. Really? No, he won't. That's not him. That's not wow. him. No, he's Wendy's. healthy. There you go. <laughs> I like a salad, please. Yeah. With chicken. Grilled chicken. A side of chili. <laughs> No, they're in a close quarter for a long time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, they're open after the game, too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so who gets to go first, by the way? We could have Zach, Zach. on. First. Yeah, we'll have Zach first. And then then we'll have him on for 10 minutes. We'll have Greg on for about 10 to 12 minutes. That ought to do it, don't you think? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We have the Phillies tomorrow. Thus, today we have our high school football roundtable. We'll start out with Zach Showers, Sealands Grove, and Southern Columbia. Zach, welcome. That was not a pretty sight last Friday night. No, it was not at all. <laughs> 36 nothing. 
not what we expected, but hopefully this team can learn from it and um, bounce back in the next couple weeks here. What you know? Look, you've got a matchup with Southern Columbia coming up. All right, that brings with it already alarm bells. Uh, is there a concern that that game last Friday did something to the confidence of this team? I don't know. I think that's kind of going to be the story moving forward to see if they can rebound from it. Um, I mean, I I think we all thought going into that game that the game would at least be an even game. You know, and two rivals, you figure whoever's going to make some plays down the stretch um, would be the ones that would come out. But um, to be honest, they Jones Grove really showed up flat last week, and Jersey Shore did not. And that's really what the final margin was, um, 36 nothing. The offense really struggled. They had one first down on the night, um, and that first down didn't come until about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, and the defense going up against a hurry-up offense just really, really struggled um, with depth and uh, just being on their toes all night. Uh, Jersey Shore actually ran 84 plays, and Seals Grove ran 34 on the wow. night. So it's a 50-play um, differential there. And um, there's a lot of little things you can break down, but I look at that stat, and that's the one that stands out the most to me. All right, so under the category of where to from here, let's start with this. If you had to pick three things right away that need to be cleaned up to change things, what would the three be? Well, I'd like to see the first one after last Friday night. I think you want to see effort. Um, you want to see the team come out and play hard. Um, the second, um, offensively, I think you need to reestablish the line of scrimmage. That was something that Seelensgrove really struggled with last week against Jersey Shore. Um, we know Jersey Shore had a very aggressive 5-2 defense, and um, it wasn't just the running game. It was also the passing game. Uh, Danny Schock had guys in his face all night, and the Seals Grove running game just couldn't get going. Um, and the third thing, defensively, um, I think they just need to continue to establish depth there. Depth there. Um, one, I guess, a silver lining that could come out of that is because Jersey Shore played a lot of um, a lot of hurry-up offense. There was seven or eight different guys that were able to really get game time that hadn't played much the first couple games. Um, so that will definitely, um, continuing to develop that depth, I think will help overall with the season. Well, all right, so now let's get to the next part. The next part will be as follows. Uh, they're going to play a game where the margin of error is going to be very thin. How perfect do they need to be Friday night? Well, I mean, if you're – we're talking about a Southern team that, I mean, hasn't won a regular season – or hasn't lost a regular season game since 2011. Um, so, honestly, I think this is a game where you come out and you try to take as many positives as you can from it. Um, obviously, you you play to win the game. You play to try to get a W. But um, you're going to have to play play perfect when you look at Southern. I mean, they, this is probably the best defensively they've played in a number of years, which is scary um, to think along with their their loaded offense with Julian Fleming, who's going to Ohio State, Gage Garcia, who's going to wrestle and play football at Michigan. You have a linebacker, Cal Holiday, who's going to Michigan State to play linebacker. So there is really no margin for error. Um, I think as 
as SEALs coaches and fans and players, I mean, I think the big thing is hopefully you can improve on some of the mistakes you made last week, come out, try to move the ball defensively. Um, and I think any plays that you're able to make, especially against their big-time players, um, can be taken as positives. And ultimately, in a game like this, where the margin of error is so small um, and where you're playing against a stacked team, is you just want to come out of the game healthy um, and ready to move on with the season after it. Zach, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, Greg Wetzel, who just uh, got uh, finished going after his uh, his uh, tour card on the Champions Tour. Two birdies. Uh, two, birdies. Uh, two birdies. Oh, two birdies. Oh, two birdies. Wow. Two birdies. Yeah, it's not it's not an unheard of feat. I mean, it's it for is me. For it me. is. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it is for me. Humble brag. <laughs> and I believe this is the Lewisburg segment, Sean. Yes, it is. That's right. We're going in order. Right. Let's go. It's the Lewisburg segment. All right. I'd like to talk to the Lewisburg announcer. I'll just sit and listen then. <laughs> Perfect. That would be the first time in two decades. <laughs> uh, and once again, Greg, the ability to set the joke up. There you go. Uh, where you can just literally lure them right where you need them. You, you did a great job. All right. So, sorry about a great job. Lewisburg's the one that won the other night. Right. Uh, so, you go from week one to week two, and I had addressed that in the question to you last week, Greg about the week one to week two improvements. Specifically, where did it happen? The offensive line came together. Uh, they ran for close to 250 yards. So that helped um, Nick, the quarterback, uh, Nick Shaleski wasn't touched the whole night. He was six for nine passing. Really, Lewisburg moved at will on offense, and that was probably the biggest improvement we saw. Their run defense also was improved, and the tackling. So... Those three things were, were major improvements for them. Is this something you could see out of the gate, Greg, or was it something that as the game went on, you said, boy, they are getting better and better here, here, and here? Well, you could see it as the, right from the start, the tackling. I mean, they, they threw a little hitch pass right off the bat, Central Mountain. The defense back came up one-on-one -on -one tackle uh, for a, a gain of three yards. So, And the defense set the tone early in the game of what they wanted to do to Central Mountain. And they did an effective job. They got a three-touchdown lead, and they kept it for most of the game and, and even expanded on it. The downfall was Central Mountain went and passed. They completed 25 passes for 300 yards. Um, and, again, it's a young secondary, Steve. And, and, and you talk, and I hear you say a lot of times, you have to trust the people in front of you. Yes. The quarterback is under pressure. He scrambles right or left. You see the defensive back come up to try to make the play on the quarterback. He hasn't crossed the line of scrimmage yet. He throws a little dunk pass over that defensive back's head that goes for 20, 25 yards, where they just have to learn to trust the front seven that they can make that play and stay with their guy longer. Is this also a case where by Lewisburg getting to the lead, they that forced Central Mountain to throw the ball more? Oh, for sure. That, that, that's for sure. Uh, Central Mountain ran for 20 yards on the night. Uh, they, they literally had to throw the ball to stay in the ball game. Yep. All right, so now let's get to this one this week. It's off to Mount Carmel to take on Mount Carmel. Your thoughts going into this one? Well, I was 
honestly shocked at the Mount Carmel Southern score. I thought it might be closer than that. I thought uh, it would be a better ball game. Mount Carmel has a really good football team. And I think you're going to see uh, Lewisburg is going to have to play their best game of the year just to make this a close game, I think, uh, because Mount Carmel can run the ball. Uh, they have the Weidman kid is a heck of a running back, and what they do is they run you, run you, run you, and then they throw a play action pass to the tight end down the seam, or they hit the wide receiver on a slant. And this is really going to test the defensive backs for Lewisburg this week. Right, uh, what about this team's ability to blitz? For example, can can Lewisburg blitz? Which sometimes can, you know, let's face it, it does put the DBs on an island. Right. But if you can time it up right and if you can scrape off the blitz, it can make a difference in terms of hurrying them up. They, they can, and they did that well against Central Mountain last week. And they sacked the quarterback probably, I think it was six times they sacked the quarterback last week. So, yes, they can blitz. Ethan Spalding is a great blitzer off the edge. And Max Moyers can blitz, too, off the edge. So, yes, they, that can be done. All right, so now let's get back to the two birdies. What's the deal there? Uh, well, the one was a good shot. The other one was nothing but luck, Steve. It was a dogleg right, 90-degree dogleg right. I hit it through the trees, didn't touch a tree, onto the fairway. Next shot, I wanted to play to the center of the green. I hit it a little to the right, just over the sand trap, bounced up 12, yards from, uh, 12 feet from the pin, and I made the putt. So I hit one good shot in the hole and made a birdie. The putt excuse was the me. best shot. <laughs> but excuse me, how many times have you and I played where you hit a ball and you went, wow, I got that one. Oh, jeez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it makes up for it. It does make up for it. You're right. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Let now, me just say, the, I didn't tell anybody how bad the shots were. I just said it was a three on the scorecard and, and got a skin out of it. Exactly right. The other <laughs> night I'm doing a spikes game and this guy got a swinging bunt. Yeah. I said, I said that. I said he could tell his grandkids that's a line drive. That's a, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a hit in the book, right. baby. <laughs> uh, exactly right. Now, Greg, why don't you stick around for a moment? Um, I'll do that <laughs> uh, because we're going to talk to somebody who one time birdied a, a hole uh, hey. that had. Uh, that had a clown's mouth. Uh, so. Actually, that was a hole-in-one, the clown's mouth. I birdied the loop-de-loop. So let's start with this. How disappointed are you that IndyCar is blowing off Pocono? It's ridiculous. Here we go. Here we go. I, I went on a Twitter rampage on Sunday. It was awful. Although you didn't say fudge. I did, no, no. I did keep it I did keep it respectful and clean, but I did not. When you texted me, you didn't. Yeah, that was a different text. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was a completely different message. <laughs> yeah, I, I I understand. I, I I understand what some people say, that Pocono might be too dangerous, but what those folks don't understand is this track was made for open-wheel racing. Every one of those turns is is after an open-wheel track. So, I mean, it's no more dangerous than Indianapolis is. But we still have the 500 on the schedule. Pocono wanted it. IndyCar didn't. Road trip to Indy in your future. Yeah, that's on the bucket list. So I was going to a Steeler game with me, but that's been like 20 years on your list. No, that's a, I didn't say it was a short list. It's a long list. You're still young. <laughs> Thanks. Is he done, Sean? 
With the IndyCar portion, yes. Yes, that, yeah, that'll okay, do the it. IndyCar portion of this program for the next oh. three years. Because oh. uh, I stepped out. Uh, all right, so... Um, <laughs> So, uh, it's going to be a loyal sock. Uh, okay, where does this team have to be better? Well, I think, and Loyal Sock is really going to be a quick step up uh, as far as the passing game. They have to be better to defending against the pass. Central Columbia, I thought, threw the ball fairly well, and it was funny. We were talking about it midway through the second quarter, and I said to David, you know, if they ever start, if McNeilis ever starts making connections with these receivers, uh, this is going to be a long game. And about that time, he started to make connections with those receivers, had two big pass plays, and that really became the difference in the game. And I think Loyal Sock has that same type of passing game with uh, Reese Watkins. I mean, this this guy never played varsity football, had his first game out, had an 11-catch, 176-yard night, and then capped it off uh, a week ago with four grabs for 151 yards and two touchdowns. So they're really going to have to find a way to tighten the coverage on the uh, receivers. Uh, and, and that's one of the places they struggled in the last couple of weeks. So how about defensively? I mean, they obviously played well in the opener against Danville. How about defensively? Yeah, and and I think if they can figure out a way to uh, to cover those receivers a little bit better, they've done a fairly good job against the run, uh, both last week and against uh, Danville. The linebackers are filling very very well. They're making the right reads. Uh, you know, in in the da- in the uh, scheme that that Shikolami runs, there's not a ton of pressure on the guys up front. But even the f- even the front four are making big plays here, and they have a couple of sacks along the way, too. They they sacked K.J. Riley a few times, and even uh, in the uh, opener against Danville, the touchdown that Riley scores that ends up winning the game actually was inches from being a sack before it became the big touchdown run. So they've been able to get pressure up, up front. They've been able to control the running game. They just need to find a way to tighten up the coverage on the receivers. All right, so now let's get to this week's matchup. Um, what makes this a, a an intriguing matchup, but also a difficult one? Well, I think what makes it an intriguing matchup is if uh, Shikolami's offense is back to 100%. Um, Balestrini was injured at the end of the Danville game, came back in to practice on Wednesday, said, I'll be ready to practice Wednesday. Coaches kind of like laughed it off a little bit, said, well, maybe you better come back slowly. He was ready to go and cleared on Wednesday, but I don't think we saw him at 100%. His his improvement throwing the ball from year to year has been just exponential. I mean, it was a fantastic job he's done over the summer going to camps with his footwork with his arm strength and the ability to run the ball which he's always had gives him another element to make it tough to defend what they're going to have to do is find a way to get a receiver um, maybe the the tight end in davis marshall a little more into the game the 6'4 210 pounder i think could be a big key offensively and defensively they've got to figure out where watkins lines up and they've got to take him out of the game and force loyal sock to have to change their game plan a little bit. They really like throwing the football, and if they could tighten up that coverage in the secondary, it could be a really tight game between Loyal Sock and Shikolami on Friday night. All right, so Greg, what happened on the other birdie? Um, Hit about two feet from the hole and had a tap-in birdie. Beautiful. That's incredible. That's That's the way to go. 
Uh, that really is the way to go. It makes it so much easier. Yep. Uh, Sean, do you have any questions for Greg about his golf game? Uh, not off the top, no. Last just, keep, the other, just keep doing the other what you're guy, doing. The other guy went on on some rant about IndyCar. <laughs> he, he, lo- he lost me completely. Last time I had a tap in, it was for a snowman. <laughs> I will say this. The addition to Greg Wetzel to our Sunbury Broadcasting Truman H. Purdy oh. Memorial Golf Tournament team uh, was was awesome. I had fun. Absolutely, I had fun that day. You were the footloose and fancy free guy out of the whole out of the whole bunch. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, next year I'll actually tell you the right time, and then you can show <laughs> up for the first couple. That's holes, right, Greggy was late. <laughs> I, mean, I would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I missed the first four holes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and gee, Greg, I wonder why. <laughs> you do find out along the way that certain people are quote <clears throat> good teammates. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I'm a teammate. <laughs> not, not good, good not bad, just a, just a teammate. How uh, many times during that day, Greg, did you hear the words, quote, chutter time? Chutter time. Yeah. I, I saw him hit a 300-yard drive, though. It went 75 <laughs> yards to yeah. the right and then about another 75 yards yeah. to the left and then about 150 yards straight down the middle. That's luckily, about right. one time when I was there before lunch when he said shutter time, the be- luckily for you, the beverage cart wasn't far that's, away. That's right. <laughs> I did wow. not play the shutter well that day. <laughs> that's a shame. It was a rare day of poor shutter play. It's too bad. <laughs> you survived. But what have you been watching over the years? All right, I, IndyCar. I mean, I mean, I've had I've had a bird's eye view to this magic golf club. I, I mean, Greg, does anybody you know have one of these? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, so no. I'm standing there with with Mike Wagner, Jack Ham, I've heard this, story. and Ron Moeller. Okay, oh, and I looked at them. Have you ever heard of a chutter? Right. <laughs> Jack looks at me and says, what are you, nuts? He said, "What do you? where do you get that, at Walmart? Actually, I said, yes. Not quite, but close. <laughs> Kmart. Close. <laughs> hey, listen, you, what you, what you didn't, I didn't get a chance to tell you is this year at the IndyCar race, I bought my first jersey, my IndyCar jersey. That's why they're not showing up at Pocono now. I waited six years to buy one of these things. I kicked it around, and I said, nope, this year I'm going to do it. I got my Andretti jersey. Gone. <laughs> I thought you were, weren't talking for six years about Indy. No, I'm, I, that's my frustration oh, over okay. it. I'm not talking promoting it now. Okay. I'm Sage Karam, not on line one. <laughs> so, does this mean we don't have to promote the sport anymore? I'm angry. Uh, you know what? I even turned off the Portland race halfway through when they when I when I got done off my Twitter rampage. Them there's fighting words. <laughs> well, just so you just so you know, Greg. I, this is the first time anybody in the area knew there was a Portland race. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Maine or Oregon? Uh, that would be the one out west. Okay. <laughs> I had no clue. And believe me, the previous segment didn't have one either. All right. So, <laughs> so great to be on the program again. <laughs> We'd, we'd set the right tone today. We'd, we'd hear what Chris Economaki had to say about losing IndyCar. <laughs> he has a press box named after him even. Now, that's, that's, that's a good career Chris Economaki has, has had. This is a sad segment. All right, so <laughs> we'll come back, Greg. Thanks so much for your time. No problem. 
Kevin, we'll come back with more in a moment on News, on News Radio 1070 WKOK. The Penn State Nittany Lions play on WKOK. Steps up, waits, delivers long and deep. K.J. Hamler got it at the 10. Inside the 5, first and goal. Nittany Lions, what a throw, what a catch. Penn State football is sponsored by Sunbury Motor Company, Shave Mountain Winery, WNL Subaru, Turbanville National Bank, Zimmerman Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Truck. This weekend, the Nittany Lions take on the Bulls of Buffalo. Airtime is 6 p.m. Saturday on WKOK. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. 